Alléluia. Praise the Lord. Alléluia. Happy Sunday to you. Lord, we ask that in these few minutes you help us to understand why exactly you came in the mighty name of Jesus. We open our eyes. We see clearly. We receive all the things that are of you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, in a few minutes I'll try to make it very snappy. Amen. Genesis 1. You might have heard this story. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the, now the earth was formless and empty. The surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The first thing God observed that the earth was formless and empty. And then darkness was over the surface of the deep. And God said, let there be light. You know, Jesus will call us, we say uh, we are children of the day. Also, I think in James, we are told that um, God is the father of light. So his children, we are light. Jesus is the word. The life he brought is the light of men. So when God said, let there be light, that was the birth of Jesus. And it was. God saw that the light was good. And Jesus was telling us, no man is good. Just God. That's Jesus. God found out that the light was good. And God made a division. He made a separation that let light be separate, let darkness be separate. That is, it divided light and darkness. Before God could see light to bring out of darkness, he had to first send Jesus. So the action of Jesus in the darkness was to try to make all darkness become light. But there's something about this world, when you bring light into it, you see darkness. When you're on, um, no matter how bright the light is, this pillar will cast a shadow. Hallelujah. God noticed that the light, still, I mean the darkness still existed, so he decided to make a separation. What does light have to do with darkness? 7 Corinthians 6. That should be clear enough that the decision of Jesus coming some 2,000 years ago was not made some 2,000 years ago because the lamp has been slain from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. The law of spirit and life. Also, Jesus, God trying to tell us the same story. He sent Jonah to Nineveh. That's the birth of Jesus. But on the long run, Jonah had to live in the belly of the fish for three days. Jesus was buried three days. 
in the tomb. Rabbi came out. And by the reason of his coming out, Nineveh got light. That's the salvation. Jesus rose. By the reason of his rising, the Holy Ghost came. That's the reason for my salvation. If there was no Holy Ghost, there's no salvation for me. Are we together? Telling us the same story. Esther fasted three days. After she came out of the fast, salvation came to the Israelites in bondage. Our same Jesus, his story has been repeated all over scriptures. Hallelujah. When God was telling Abraham, your children shall be as the stars. <laughs> How many children did Abraham have? Hallelujah. How many children? Two. Are they? Am I, is it two? Two. So he's not talking about Isaac. He's not talking about Ishmael. He's talking about us. And then through Isaac, Abraham Isaac, we got Jacob. Jacob gave birth to 12. The 12 gave birth to multitudes. Um, some of us might not be part of them. I'm not abusing you. Because um, Abraham was not the only one in the world. There were other people. Have you now? So you might not be children of Abraham by descent. But you are children of Abraham in the spirit. I'm a child of God. So I'm part of those multitudes. I'm better of God. By the reason of the birth of Isaac, by the reason of the birth of Jesus, Jesus is our Isaac. He gave birth to all of us. If he never came, you are not part of those stars. Because we are children of light. You know, the star you see is not as small as it seems. It's very far. You know, the sun is called the closest star. So the sun itself is a star. So don't Say the sun is bigger than a star. You might be wrong. I don't know. Alright, I'm trying to take us to understand that if we do not know the reason why Jesus came, then sure, we are not going to celebrate his birth. I won't celebrate your coming to my house if I don't know the reason for your coming. That is why the wise man Solomon will say the day of death is better than the day of birth. Because that's the conclusion of the whole matter. Why was Herod pursuing Jesus? He knows the end of Jesus. Why was the wise men looking for Jesus? Why were they looking for Jesus? They knew he came to die. Why was his story so rough knowing his birth? They knew his end. Can you write a plan to a company and then, like, I mean, a proposal, like, you need, an, um, you need support for your business, like a grant. And then you, you do not write, um, like, a five-year goal or things like that. Futuristic writing. You just write, I need this so that I can start this. Wait, when you start, where are you going? No support for a man without an end. If you don't know your end, you have not started journeying. If you don't know your end, you have not started journeying. Why should I celebrate the birth if I don't know the end? It was very, very clear. Very clear. 
I don't need to join in celebrating Christmas if Jesus did not eventually die for my sin. If Jesus had failed during those, four ten, um, during those temptations in Matthew 4, then there's no reason for the celebration of his death. Paul will say, I leave those things that are behind. I fought forward for those things that are ahead. Forget your past. Your bed is good. Celebrate your birthday, but always remember, how will I end? For everything you start, start with the end in mind. Like the FJCF president always say, I'm a stickler of the principle that says, begin with the end in mind. Hallelujah. Also be a stickler of that principle. If you don't have the end in mind for whatever you have started, I assure you, you have not started. Like this generation, our end is that the least among us is as strong as David. That is, everyone has grown um, Star Victoria, stop that. Everyone has grown to a point where they understand kingship and priesthood. If you don't attain that yet, You have not been following us in this generation well enough. We have done the first half to some extent. And I think we, well, we worked on both parts. If you have not been joining us for morning prayer, get, prepare yourself for next semester. Every morning we pray at 6 to 7. Hallelujah. Amen. Every Wednesday we study the scripture. Every Friday we pray. Specific Thursdays, we open our Bibles to. Amen. To the end that everyone becomes a priest of himself. Everyone understands scripture with accuracy. Amen. It should not be an illiterate of scripture. Whether you just pick any verse and use it anyhow. It's a wrong, it's a wrong method. Hallelujah. If the end of Jesus was not known, his death will not be special at all. There's nothing special about the death of any man if his end is worse. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anything that does not have an end does not have a beginning. Since God will never end, then God does not have a beginning. That is why He Himself is the beginning. So, Genesis 1 told us in the beginning, God. If your beginning has not started with God, don't expect in the end, God. God is the beginning and the end. He does not do things halfway, He loves perfection. He loves that things are perfect. I think I was joking with um, something during one Bible study like that. That, you know, we are called sheep. There's nothing like sheep. But there's something like goats. That we don't have plural for our own word. There's plural. The plural is sheep. We have a book just for life. The book of life. But there are other books. There's only one book that is opposite to other books. That's the book of life. 
God likes to be single. We have the tree called the tree of life, another tree called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why can't it be a tree of knowledge? The tree of life, just single word. God does not like to play ping pong. He likes to be straight and direct. This is where I'm going. Just one word. Pick a thing. If your eyes be single, your whole body will be full of light. If you don't have the end in mind, you have not started. Amen. Hallelujah. The day of death is better than the day of death. So when you write down that, write down that I'm starting something now. If you don't write down where you are going, that you wrote down is not good. The end you write down is better than the start you wrote down. Make your vision clear. Write the goal. Where are you going? Ask your neighbor, where are you going? Jesus knew where he was going. That is why we can celebrate him today. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for all of our lives. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Can we bow your heads and in a few seconds talk to Jesus? Help me to have the end in mind. Help me to always start with the end in mind. Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. Help me to always start with the end in mind. Thank you, Jesus, that you spoke to us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. For your word that came to us expressly this morning, Lord, we bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because you show us the method that we must know where we are going. Thank you, Jesus. And because from now on, you are helping us to always know where we are going. Even as students, we know where we are going. As your children, we are not confused. We know where we are going. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Hallelujah.